0: Hello and welcome. Welcome to CPR's Clubhouse Live, special edition. This is the Freestyle Unsung, volume number one. And uh, I know that uh, Daneen already is like, what, unsung? But uh, this this episode of CPR's Clubhouse is dedicated to people that I feel have not gotten their due uh, Mm -hmm. in the history of our music. Um, When you came in, you were the third generation of freestyle. We had generation one, the... Stevie B's, uh, George LeMond's, uh, then we moved over to generation number two, which is the set Melendez, Corina, little Susie. And then the nineties came, uh, 1994 around there. And then here's the third generation and you helped launch, uh, a whole entire label, uh, a whole entire sub label. Um, I remember uh, going uh, to the record store and seeing Viper. I remember you, Danine. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me that that was uh the type of um of music that I was like it's different, it's freestyle, but it's a new spin on the music. Right. Um, so that's the that's the first time that I heard of you commercially. But before we get on to the Viper information and the Viper stuff, do you remember this uh beautiful label? Uh uh Chipotle Records. Yes, I do. Um, there's Pure Pleasure, there's Danine. Um, and when I first heard this song, I was I was so mesmerized by not only the production, but the vocals on it. Right. Oh, and even though you. I didn't know how to, um, enunciate your name correctly at the time. I used to call you the nine. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so eventually I got to, I, I got to ask everyone, how do you, how do you say these names? Um, and then I corrected myself, but sometimes even now, you know, back in here in 2021, uh, people don't ask anymore how, uh, you know, how anybody's name is announced, uh, enunciated, or whatever right. it may be. So, you know, I want to well, make it's the sure. way it's
1: spelled, too. No, you know? the way it's
0: spelled, yeah. yeah. So, Deneen baby, I love you. Um, You know, we're going to go back um, to your origins, um, and we're going to give you your just-do and pictures and talk about your entire career. But, Dineen, baby, I love you. How did that project come about? I know that Chipotle Records was an independent label, yeah. Uh, again, they had pure pleasure, and and they had you on there. I th- there was uh, another group there with uh, Anthony Ponzio and and uh, DTU. DTU, so it, yeah, yeah, doing the ultimate with the big green uh, label and uh, the green uh, jacket. Um, so I still have these records, and you know, just looking at yours, it brings me back to a time where you know I wanted to be on the radio so bad, and I started my collection. I was DJing, um, but you how did you get involved in this genre of music freestyle and how did you end up on tripoli doing this song so
1: i was in high school and i was in my senior year of high school and i remember my parents one rule in the business was i was not going to be allowed to go professional until i graduated high school but i studied at a music school and i went to draw an academic music program so i had been singing yes. from you know learning classical music that was my show tunes that was what the school had taught us we we did a lot of opera so that's what i studied so then i meet a friend of mine who was in class with me had a cousin that was a really popular dj in the area and uh, he said i would love for you to uh, make a demo and maybe give him Uh, taste, you know, make him hear what he's working in the music business and he needs, they're looking for a female, female artist. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to record until I graduated high school. So I kind of held that off for a while. And I've been hearing this one particular DJ's name, which I'll get to in a minute and graduated in June. And I met Gino Caparelli in, I think I graduated June like 10th. And I think I met him like the 17th. Right. Um, I had a little demo tape that it was wind beneath my wings. It was uh, something I recorded on a boardwalk studio
2: right.
1: and he had gotten his hands on that and he wanted to meet me and we did, we met. And he said, I really want to get you to in the studio. I want you to meet a young producer that I'm working with, a young artist. He said, you know, I would love for you to come by. So I was taking summer classes at a community college to satisfy my dad. Yeah. Cause you know music business was not the business I was ever going to be allowed in and medical field. I was going to school to be a a, a radiologist. My dad wanted me to be. So I was, you know, I I started summer classes. So Sigma studio was right by school. So I said, you know what? I'll go. My parents will never know. I'll get on the subway. Meanwhile, I am the most naive, young not well not worldly young lady i was you know not allowed off the block
2: mm-hmm.
1: now i'm riding around in a subway don't know where i'm going there were there weren't cell phones you didn't have a cell phone right. So now i'm panic Got my backpack i find the studio i'm very excited i get there i walk in the studio and here's i see gino and adam morano and i didn't know who he was at the time he was just this young guy who so enthusiastic and he introduces me gino introduces me to adam and he's like you're here we're recording a record Mm -hmm. put your school bag down (laughs) put your school bag down and get in the booth i want i want to hear you do uh they were working when then came you and i'm like yeah i just thought we were saying i was saying hi i was passing through gino's like get in there and do it got in and i recorded then came you and that was with the other artists that they were working with at the time, some that you have mentioned. Yes. Uh, all guys that I knew from the neighborhood, which was awesome. Right. Adam, I never knew. Um, they were a little older than I was. So I, I like I said, I wasn't very, very naive. I didn't know what freestyle was. I just knew what I heard on the radio and I liked it. I loved groups. like uh, You mentioned a couple, but I love Brenda K. Starr. Love Lizette Melendez, huge fan. Uh, one of my favorites is Karina. So I remember Sweet Sensation, Pajama Party. I heard all these. I'm like, so Gino was trying to, like, school me a little bit and tell me. And he had been doing the mix show. And that's how I met Adam and Gino. And Baby I Love You came right after that. Uh, Baby I Love You was written by a gentleman by the name of Dominic Romano. And Gino had gotten his hands on the song. And I want to say, I don't know. It was supposed to be for another artist that they were going to work with. And um, he said, "I, I want you to take a crack at it. We have a, a guy that maybe wants to put out, put it out. I was like, okay. I learned the record. And within two weeks, then Came You was recorded right. and released. And then Baby, I Love You.
0: So so you were part of TPE, the Philadelphia Experiment, and and your voice went on to Mic Mac Records. Were yes. you aware of that or, or were you aware after?
1: I was aware after.
0: Yeah. So they used your voice. I found
1: out, uh, I found everything out after. Yeah. Uh, i'm still finding stuff out um it's funny because and back then you know i think the assumption was that you just got on the radio you just got that's not that wasn't the case i mean for years i had been studying my craft for years i had taken lessons acting we so did adam so did gina Mm -hmm. we were making our bones As what they the italians call it yes uh we were you know we were doing what we had to do and paying our dues i was in my own sense of the word not in the clubs but you know perfect trying to be a good singer learn the right techniques breathing you know yes and they were doing what they were doing and when we came together i have to say it was it was like lightning in a bottle it was fun i didn't know much about the business i was watching what they were doing um like I said, my parents weren't savvy. They were Italian parents from South Philly. They wanted me home, <laughs> go to school, you know, get married. Yeah. Do what a good Catholic girl does.
0: Yeah. I, I could only imagine I could only imagine your speeches because at the same time that you were probably um, attending college. Um I was I was trying to attend college myself, but I was more into wanting to be as part of the radio station. So I took okay. my college courses. And sometimes I would go, sometimes I wouldn't. But I would truly make uh, my radio show, which was uh, Saturday mornings from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays, I would play freestyle in this low-band radio station. Really? The only only reason why people got to listen to it um, in western Massachusetts and and part of Connecticut is because it was on top of a mountain uh, on the soldier's home. So it gets to spread that... um, that signal through the highway sure. and places. So some places got it, some places didn't. But um it you know it became a very popular show. But for me, I was more focused on that than going to school.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: You know, and so music music Famier. especially freestyle music became my passion. Um and I wouldn't miss a show. Um so you know um thinking about um the Philadelphia experiment and TPE and you finding out after or what happened when you found out after that your voice had been used, mixed, mastered, and pressed on a record. Um, did your parents find out? Did you find out and got upset? What was your reaction?
1: I, I'll i be honest with you. I was so happy to have the opportunity at the time. I was very young, like I said. And my parents did not know anything about the music business. Um, when, at that point, I was just turning 18. And, you know, I'm an adult. I'm right. going to make my own decisions. Exactly. You know. If I knew then what I know now, nobody, I wasn't angry. I, I I, was, when when you hear your record on the radio for the first time and then it blows up the way it did, Um, then you're getting, I was fortunate in a sense that, okay, yes, I didn't own any rights to that record. I owned my voice. right? But who out of the gate, their first experience recording a record goes immediately to radio, went immediately to radio. Um, it was, I, I don't remember if there was even, when I say immediately, I mean, program directors loved it. New York Yes. immediately picked it up.
0: And doing um, it, it was the same. Uh, it, yes. was the same. Uh, it was part of that Mi'kmaq catalog. Yep. When people saw the Mi'kmaq catalog, they would immediately go ahead and purchase it. Um, the radio stations here, we've had FM radio playing freestyle for 30 plus years. So, that song never went away. To this day, they still play it, um, and it's still going on strong. Exactly. But TP So I'm a
1: part of that, and I felt like yeah. I don't know why I I, I hate I'm I'm a big believer in fate right. and destiny, and I was I feel like that was where I needed to be at that particular time, and I was happy to be a part of it and very grateful. Um Later on, I realized uh, as I got older and what what was really happening and um you know i was just so happy to be singing and doing music and that was what i told my i remember going to my parents and i was like hey um remember you didn't want me to do that thing that you wanted me to do well i kind of went and did it and now the record's getting picked up by a record label my father was like huh and my dad was very old school and why i say that is because my dad i had been studying music like i said went on mm-hmm. auditions and and had a couple record deals before i was 16. and my dad my parents were nervous my parents so right before i did meet gino a little side not only many people know this um right before i had met gino and adam i had met another group of gentlemen and right. was set to move to california uh and do music and my one of my parents was w- was gonna have somebody travel with me. So that was the plan. And then I kind of derailed the plan. Um, so then it was, you know, let's let's roll. My parents were like, okay, you did this. This is what you want. We're gonna be supportive. Uh, and they were, uh, they came to every show. You know, they were thrilled turning on the radio and then Baby I Love You kind of piggybacked off that. So Goik Records was the label that uh, you, I know you know this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure any freestyle person that really studies the genre knows that Cool Records was the label. Yeah, shout-outs
0: going out to my buddy Brad Warsaw, Encyclopedia. When I don't know anything, he knows it. Well, Shout-out to him. Right? I'm sure Rock Brad Rock Silent News. Entertainment.
1: Oh, I, I I, actually, I think I I, I know him very well. I, I worked with Yeah, you saw with
0: him in 2011. Yeah.
1: Man, when, you know, and that's another thing. Like, you do records with people um i always put my trust right. in that producer in that writer that you're going to have the integrity to do the right thing by me uh, because i'm always going to do the right thing whether they do it or not
2: right.
1: i'm still going to be Denise, who's going to try to live my life with integrity so when i knew that and you got to understand we did not know at this point that the record got picked up we found out after the fact and adam was like this is a great thing. So you, do, you don't you do know until years later.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I, that was I a little hard. Because, uh, I understand because at one point in time, I wanted to have my own label and I shot my my stuff to Micmac and they lowballed me. You know, this is uh, at the end of the run. But I do understand the music business back in that time where they want to use your voice. They want to take your talent. They want to take your music. They want to press it. They want to sell it, but they don't want to pay you for it. You know uh, what I mean? And and that was uh that was uh the 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 what happened in the nineties where you know oh, yeah. went for a ride. Um and so um we can get into that if we want to a little later, uh, but I want to talk about your catalog of music and the importance of having Danine in the 90s. Um when when this song right here was released, I remember you, um on Viper Seven, then Viper Records, um you you started a brand new era in our music because Italian made freestyle, right? And with you know, because freestyle is a yes. Latin thing, uh, uh African American thing, yes. Latin hip hop. But you guys, you guys made it into this faster paced, um just like um I, I want to say like um intergalactic sounds like these sounds that you wouldn't use, you know, but also in implementing the 808 beat um this Philadelphia style of, of yes. music. And so it, it it's was, distinct. It, it is distinct. Big, it was a big influence because um, getting Viper Volume One and listening to the artists on that compilation, um, you know, you remember that you love the songs, but Absolutely. now, now you know, listening to them all these years later, you're like, wow, that's innovation. And you were part of that innovation because you introduced this label, uh, Viper, wow. uh, as a sub a subsidiary of Metropolitan, but. You were the the female. You were the, the 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 front person, the the poster person for thanks for for this record label. So it was collage and Deneen, right? I was there. I was there. Yeah. So it was collage and Deneen, and that's why that's why this episode of Unsung is very important because we have to pay homage to people that actually uh, paved the way for others. Uh, because you know Viper, uh, for me, paved the way for Tasmania, and then Tasmania paved the way for other labels. Absolutely. Yeah. It just kept on going and kept on going. So um, people are calling me now, of course. Of course. So, Yeah. Thank you, guys, for uh, interrupting this episode of Unsung. Hi, guys. So Tasmania Records, uh, you know, came after Viper, but Viper was the one who, um, you know, again, you, you they put out good quality content because I remember, Danina, I remember you. I remember Collage, I'll Be Loving You. Collage, the biggest freestyle hit. Of, of an entire Both era.
1: recorded in the same night. Both, Both recorded in the same night. Absolutely. He recorded, and I'll never forget it. He was like, come in here, sing an ooh, sing an ah. We did that organically. That was not like, and I have to say, I don't care what anyone says about Adam. I don't care what anyone says about Gino. I know what the three of us accomplished together as three hungry young people right. who wanted to put good music okay not all of it was great i'm i'm realistic in saying some of it was let's do a filler song let's and you know i yeah. didn't understand all that i learned that as we went
0: yes good musician as a dj back then i would play everything i, I you yeah. know i would get the compilation and since i was doing it from seven to three um i would play the entire thing and i would debut the entire compilation and then you you would get the feedback from the audience immediately And they would tell you, "Hey, this is what I like," and it's not—it's not a stuffing of the ballot. It's actual reaction from people that are listening at that time, Um, and so that—that was the immediate reaction that I got when I first heard Danine and your voice. I'm like, "Thank you." "Uh, This is Deneen from Japan. How does she make it here? You know, you—you start fantasizing about how did the the labels happen, and you start making your own. storyboard on your head yeah uh, but the fact is is that you launched a a, a label with adam uh collage being the male representative and Danine being the female representative right and then later on it became you know stephanie morano and all these yeah that, uh,
1: and stephanie people. was great we have fun and and little susie was uh part of i i feel like she was you yes.
2: know a
1: friend a friend we toured together we have fun good times there was never uh, an I know not on her end, definitely not on mine. There was always this common, um, I, I always had a true respect for other artists, always. Right. I never looked at it the way you did and I appre- I'm i very humbled by that. So thank you. Because I, I just looked at it as I was very lucky. Uh, just happened to be in the right place at that time. Right. Um, wasn't easy. Uh, what people don't know is there were things going on like, you know, everybody has family drama and things going on. And, um, you know, Adam had a plan and we went for the ride with him. And, and he's, a, he's a brilliant musician, does more than ju- did more than just freestyle. I always didn't like his, uh, the handlings of things. Um, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> well, but, you know,
0: uh, I can say what I feel about um, uh, that label. I always thought that in the beginning they were great. They did oversaturate the market with bad songs afterwards because, you know, when you get Viper 17 and, you know, um, but, but I I know the influence when it came to putting out the first one, some of the songs, some of the songs had the same melody over and over again. And, and, and my biggest gripe with Adam was the fact was that um, he put out a lot of songs with different names. Right. So it'll be, It'll be TPE and then uh, Anino and then Legino uh, Caporali and then, you know. I'm shame. Like, shame. I'm like, who are we this
1: week? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, week, I, and I used to, I never knew that that's what was, uh, I hate to say, I, I, after a while, Yeah. I knew what was going on. And it was always, okay, so Adam couldn't be collage because he's still under contract with TPE. So he was going to go, uh, we're going to sing a song over here yeah. and still be able to do what we're doing um that's the part that i didn't uh i feel like and i i i commend him for um helping me um showing me how to be a, a person on stage he he taught me that i i watched right. him he was, nobody was ever like him on stage i i he just w- with the crowd interaction and i would watch him and i learned from him because i would go with right. him because I, I talk about myself in the third person, like a weirdo, but it, Denise and collage was synonymous, so we traveled together, and he did. Um, he took me for the ride, and I went. Um, like I said, not always probably wouldn't some of the choices I wouldn't have made. um, but then I had a baby. Um, then Gino and I had our son. Um, big, so that was my biggest task was to be a mom. So while all this is going on over here, I have to say, I was over here being a mom, being a wife, uh, and singing when I could, uh, because I loved it. Adam was writing and and, and producing and just cranking the mail, as I like to say. Um and it was well, fun, me, but I I didn't like show everything. Your... I didn't. Yeah, Some let me show you a picture.
0: Like, what what comes to mind when you see this picture right here? The, the, what was, so hey, as as soon as I see, tell me, I, as soon as I see that picture, all I hear is la di da da so I love
1: the record, I love the record. Don't know what I was thinking wearing the scuba gear, not really sure about <laughs> the styling of that. Um, you right. know, Adam, I used to go, Adam, could you smile? Could you stop being so angry? Um, but I remember that, I remember seeing that cover, I was like, Ooh. uh, they loved it, I don't know yeah. why.
0: So watching, watching the cover of Love of a Lifetime and remembering la di da da and it, that, that was one of the things that uh, Adam would do. he put a lot of cheesy stuff in songs, but it will stay stuck in your mind, you know? Um, I remember listening to a, a version of I'll Be Loving You, and he made verses in Spanish, uh, you know? And then, you know, it's like, you know, he says it in Spanish, and it was, uh, I, in my mind, he's, you know, he's going, yo te habare toda mi vida. And I'm like, tengo el gato el pantalones. <laughs> I'm like, what is he singing, you know? He um, didn't know. I don't think he knew. Yeah. Um, I remember that he also got uh, bombarded with, with death threats when he remade the Selena song. Um, oh. And then he tried to sing it in Texas and forget it. Listen, I could tell you stories. <laughs> That's that that, was, what I, that hearful, I can't. Right?
1: Uh, I... Listen, he was just this, he was funny. I, I have to say, because he had, as we would say, it's iron bowls, iron brass bowls. And I never really knew because I would never integrity. Like there were certain things I just wouldn't touch. Right. For instance, I'm gonna give you an example. I absolutely adored Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam. Yes. You don't mess with perfection. Yes. Uh, I love them. Uh was a fan. I remember being in the studio, we were doing my album and his at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, not really sure why, but it was just, we would flip flop back and forth. Um, I would sing on a few of his, he would do do a few of mine. Right. Um, And he, we needed uh, like two more tracks. And he's like, well, I think, well, Gino came up with Tearshed, which I loved. I thought that was a great record. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I really didn't know MKG at the time, but I loved the record. I thought, right. you know what? Okay, it'll be a filler record. Well, nobody will ever mm-hmm. nobody'll ever listen to that one. The other one was like, I would love, he goes, would well, you have like a remake you want? I said, well, I love, I love Lisa Lisa. He's like, perfect. Never, never thinking that it would be a diss or like a, a, a thing. Like it was honestly to just pay homage to the queen right. and the Kings. So that's my, in my head, that's what I was doing because uh, I love her so much. I figured, why not? You know, she'll never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> she'll never know. I'm this like little person over here. She's this big superstar over here. Well, our paths will never cross. Right. Um, never thinking that Chio from Q102 would flip their the. So that was on the flip side of mm-hmm. I'll be loving you. Yes. Uh, do you know that?
0: I do have it. I have the 12-inch record. So uh, pull- is it still? I was gonna pull them all out and show you that I have them because that was another, it. he has some great gimmicks. I, You know, we have to give Adam Morano his due. Um, he is the man, the third generation guy who came in and put a song, a couple songs on commercial radio. And not only that, <laughs> he may have gone through different names and, and costume changes and, and wore many hats. Um, I love the fact that on the collage album he puts Antonio Montaleone in the front and it's not him, but it's his voice. And and um, you know, so we we were we we're aware of that. You know, the gimmick is there. I mean, to this day, people are still using that gimmick of letting somebody else sing the song, but is is their vocals. Uh, Randy Kendall being one on Metropolitan Records, uh, Randy Kendall didn't sing the song. It was uh, Michael Anthony Berto. It's an excellent record, but I know, didn't know that. Years later, you find out who are the real singers of the songs. But I have um, to ask
1: you a question. I'm sure. just curious. How do you feel? about that? And how do, do you think the, the supporters, I don't like to call people fans, the people who have supported us all these years, do you feel, what do you, how do they feel? I mean, I've asked people, I've, I've gotten some, because I agree with a lot of what they say. How do you feel about that as, well, as a DJ? As far as, somebody-
0: as far as touching a classic, so um, you can do remakes. There are a lot of great uh, remakes of songs that are not meant to be freestyle that are made into freestyle, right? So I'm talking about remakes, but yeah. you don't touch an original especially if the person is active. So if Lisa Lisa is active, that should uh, an, an all cried out remake should have happened, you know? Um same thing with Tear Shed. I've never seen um, MKG, you know, uh, Emery or at the time um singing Tear Shed. But when you put out your version of Tear Shed, people got upset because they wanted yeah. to be the original even though your vocals were better recorded um and, Thank you. and and you did a you did a good job of singing the song it's a great
1: record though it's it a, is great, a great record it's a very well written record
0: absolutely listen I, I, I walked and i keep talking about what i did when i was a kid but and i walked a lot of places right so we walked to see the tka uh concert um we walked to the transformers movie and i walked to strawberries to go get um the mkg tearshed 12 inch record and even though the way that is recorded And the way that history um, has it as, you know, the vocals are not the best. And Emery is a beautiful singer. The fact is, is that it was remade, uh, you know, less than 10 years later. And then somebody else put a spit on it, you know. And so the the criticism is, is like, why are they touching all these classic songs and remaking them? Because they did it a lot on Viper 7, right? I think think too much. Yeah, they they did a lot of remakes. Um, you know, even even the the, the all stars that they used to put together to do a secret garden and a bunch of other stuff, and you're like, What is this stuff? What's going on okay. here? Because I will look forward to getting the different volumes of Viper and trying to pick out songs um that I can promote and and play. Yeah. Um and so you know, to me, remake shouldn't be done. To me, using somebody else's vocals and putting your name on it shouldn't be done. And that's the that's the biggest criticism and the 20 plus years that I've been on the radio when it comes to Adam Morano, But when you think about his contribution to our music, um, it supersedes anything that people may not like about what he did in the music business. Cause in the music business, you have to find a gimmick and whatever yes. that gimmick is, you have to make it work for you. So I now understand, even though I've criticized him in the past, that he came up with a gimmick. He, he did whatever he could. He, he crawled the, he stole, he begged, he punched through, and he made an impact in our freestyle community. To this day, people still want to hear I'll Be Loving You by Kalab. Yeah. People still want to hear songs from I right. provider number one. And you guys are unsung heroes because you guys changed the way things are. And in the way where Tasmania now could come out with compilations and, yeah. and, and influence another generation and then create other opportunities for other artists. And yes, a lot of the artists were screwed. A lot of the artists didn't get paid. But back then, um, and I always repeat this, back then people would sell their soul just to be out a record. Because your yeah. time back then was a lot of money, right? Um, the companies would be like, it's $3,000 to record, even though it's $40,000 an hour for the session. I love that you
1: just I just was thinking that. Right. I don't think people realize the money yes that the lack of yes. what you're working with to make a good quality record. Right. If you knew
0: what so a lot of people a lot paid. Of, yeah a lot of people back then would say hey listen I don't want anything from you um I'll pay you for you to produce a song and and they're like oh well this this company has a name um, let me just give the record back to the the, the company and they could put it out and I could be on a yeah. Viper compilation and you're never going to see a dime, but you're supposed to use that to catapult your career. What people did yes. back then though, is that they waited for the records to sell and then they thought they're going to sit back and get booked for gigs. And that was never yeah, that's not going to work. They never want it to work. Um, so, you know, those are my views on, on some of the things that we may or may not touch upon on this, on this episode. But going back to you, Deneen, you came out with an album. Um, How did it feel to be uh, on the Viper label, right? Uh, Amazing. A subsidiary of of Metropolitan, but you had an album which had a variant. It had two different covers, right? Yeah. Uh, So how did it feel to be that female lead to carry the torch for Viper Metropolitan and be the one to have an album first?
1: I would be lying if I said that I wasn't just in a whirlwind of just joy, joyfulness, just to be able to perform. My mm. whole thing was connecting with people, making people happy, smile. And if it meant, you know, making, when I made the album, uh, never knowing, I mean, you never think, you know, you're just honored to be doing what you love. And I was thrilled. I mean, I never viewed myself. I, I'm very, I mean, Gino could tell you this. Um, My, my husband could tell you this. I don't look at it that way. I'm. I, I. I try to stay within. I'm humble. I know where who I am and where I came from. Proud of who I am. I wish I would have had a little bit, a, a lot more control. And I wish I would. I would have listened to certain people and my gut. But I was young, and I'm not blaming it on. That's why I always tell people now when they ask me in hindsight, stick to what you want, the sound that you want. Fight for what you want that album to sound because like. there's records there's cuts on that album that i would have never mm-hmm. that i remember going no i don't i don't want to put another remake i don't want right it was always time money didn't, and i would and jose i have to be honest and gino i'll tell you that he'll tell you the same mm-hmm. we would go and knock three four five records in a night right i had a child at home who was just recently diagnosed with autism mm-hmm. so now you have that whole factor in that. This has now become, for me, an honor to do, but it became something that I could only do when it wasn't when my son didn't need me and when I needed, when I couldn't be with him. I would, so Adam would work around my schedule. So it would be, okay, Dee, we're gonna I'm gonna send you these three records, learn them. We're gonna, and I would, that's what I, I would get in the booth and just cut the records. Some of them on the album I did not want. One in particular, and my husband. loves this record when i met him he went i love that record." i only wanted to love you i just didn't like please don't anybody get me i it was an original i wanted an original record because that's what we were arguing about i remember just me and adam and i were like brother and sister and gina was like our our parent that would like try to get us in respective yeah. corners and go okay calm down god and i would be like but why can't i just pick a few that i want and that was not one of them and i remember being in the studio like yeah. i only wanted to love you he's like Sing it with And we would argue, Jose, like, argue. I didn't, like, mince words with him because we were so close. But I was proud of it when it came out and what it represented and that people lo- liked it. I'm like, oh, they like what we're doing here? Like, you know, we argued through the whole thing. And yeah. the, and, and I was happy that is, is was an honor. And still, to this day, I still am like, I shake my head sometimes and go, how did that happen? Like, how was I a part of that?
0: Yeah, and let me ask you about monetary compensation, right? Were you were you compensated? Yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, were you compensated?
1: Are you cute? Aren't you cute?
0: Were you compensated for the work that you put into our genre of music?
1: I was more than other artists. That's what I, where I'll leave it. I was taken care of in a sense that um, Adam uh, uh, took care of me like he would a sibling. I didn't get monetary, what I what I probably should have, because I did ru- help write, I won't say which ones, but um, some of the records, you know, vocal arrangement, you change things, you, mm-hmm. you make it your own. Um, I never got any kind of, um, but that was my, I didn't speak up. That right. was, I cannot blame. Now at 48 years old, almost 49 years old, I can mm-hmm. sit here and go, girl, what were you thinking? Speak right. your piece. I'm like, dude, I got three hours. Let's get this done. You know, never thinking this is going to be a hit record. That's going to sell. This is going to be. So for me, like when I remember you hit when it, we nationally, it was, I was told by record label, the record label, uh, you know, didn't artists make money on shows? Not so much. And when I say record label, I don't just mean Adam. Yes. I mean, the whole spectrum of people would, right. you know. So you have to strike while the iron's hot. You're gonna get out there. You're gonna do your shows, and mm-hmm. I was blessed. I mm-hmm. will never say that I wasn't. As far as back end money,
0: right? No. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I'm still waiting. Well, and
0: so, that was, and that was, and that was the '90s. That was, that was the '90s. Now you know you could be more of uh, your own label, uh, your own distribution control. company. You could be your own, your own boss. Um, just to clarify some things, uh, Gino caporelli at one time was married to Danine. Uh, they're no longer married. Um, and I want to thank him for assisting us in putting this together.
1: Uh, Gino's great. I, but, mean, I know.
0: But what I will ex, say. But I love him. But what I will say is he owes you a good 2021 freestyle song on 418 Freestyle. And it should come soon. Um, the producers okay. are there. The the songwriters are there. So it's time to get back into the studio and, you know, put out something new from Deneen. Uh, 2021 something modern um i saw that you recently did a show with tka and um i enjoyed it because it's like there's an there's an artist be an artist you know you're commanding the stage you're you're going to your crowd you're involving them the vocals are there um it there was there was there was there was that 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 uh the twinkle in your eye of stardom and and when I, when I saw you performing those songs, I appreciate it and it brought me back to when I first started as well. So I needed to get you on and I needed to talk about you being an unsung hero in, in the freestyle uh, genre, because when that third generation, that third wave of freestyle came, you were right there in the forefront uh, to, to, to lead and to open up a label with someone that you trusted with your vocals, with, with your talent, with your yeah. songwriting. And you know, yes, you know, you 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 reap the benefits of some of what you offer to our genre, but uh, it's important for people not to forget and for history not to forget uh Danine. Um Thank because you. because it's it's important for us to celebrate the people that inspired us to do what we do. Um and I can remember um you know purchasing the Viper Records volume one and and getting um uh, I remember you and and listening to Adam in the background doing your your the male voice and then your voice <laughs> comes in, um and I'm like that's the need from you know baby I love you and then and then you guys also released baby I love you 1994, um and and here's a copy of it I I do have wow it um so it, and it was different because the praise the Lord part the sample is not on this one so I was upset you know the the fact that it was different. Um, and a lot of DJs are looking right now like, yeah, that's right. it's different. So if you do if you use the Chipoti records one and you compare it to the Viper one, I prefer the original because it has the so do I. those great samples, you know uh, those great samples that were in there. Um, and that
1: was Gino. that was Gino and I I feel like Gino um, in, instr- was very instrumental in a lot of this and honestly did not get did not get any kind of um, I don't think people realized what he brought to the table in a sense that um and I will always I was there I lived it I know I was in the studio I saw who did what um mm-hmm. I was no one could can, can erase that from my brain. Um and he did you bring got a record me. out of
0: it because there's a record on Viper called Gino Caporale you know
1: <laughs> I we love to torture him about that. Uh, my kids and I. So we have two sons together. I am remarried. I've been with my, my, I call him the sequel. Uh, <laughs> my husband for, for 18 years, Gino and him are very close. Myself and, I mean, Gino and I speak every day. We have two sons that have,
2: right.
1: are disabled. Um, I hate to use the word disabled. They have, they're have they on the spectrum. Great. We're, we're very blessed. Um, uh, Gino did bring a lot to the table. Gino got our records on the radio. Um, if you want to know, he was a, he was, the top dj at q102 and I, I a lot of people don't know this um because a lot of people say your record only got on the radio because of gino right so glenn kalina was the uh, program director at the time and i know you as being savvy as you are in the radio business you you know his name um i remember going to his office and gino goes Dave, i could put it in and adam was with us and and he said i can put your record in my my mix show but you're gonna have to prove to glenn kalina that you earn, you earn a spot. Mm-hmm. You earn a spot. Not nothing's given.
0: And that's the I go mm-hmm. That's the difference between yep. generation three and the current generation now.
1: And I don't know much about these generations. I'm going to be honest. You're teaching me something. Mm-hmm. I I know what I like. I love the new artists I hear right now. I mean, there's a few that stand out to me. Jenna Renee being one mm-hmm. of them. Love her. I think she's 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 got it.
0: She's a student of the game.
1: Uh, I, 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 she she grinds um i love a powerful female artist that doesn't mind stick you know i love it she's sticking to what you and I-, I love her records i love her voice george anthony another one that i love um yeah he was you know, one that
0: interrupted our session
1: it's a little he's a cutie i know he's married but you know <laughs> girl you know I, I i i appreciate their talent from mm-hmm. where i'm at as somebody I'm, I'm a fan to in a sense But Gino, I remember taking me in that office. I don't know if he told, I didn't hear his full interview with you. Uh, I don't know if he told you this part, but I remember Glenn Kalina saying, I'll put your record on the radio, but I want you to sing it live right here. And I don't want you to miss a beat. If you could sing it live with no music, maybe. And I kid you not, Jose. I went, all right. I belted that sucker out like my life depended on it. He went. He said, I wasn't even through the baby I love you chorus. And he went, You're good. He went, We're gonna put that in. Uh, yeah. He wanted to see if you had listen, anybody could go in the studio and make a record and auto-tune it to death. And 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 I'm not I'm not knocking auto-tune because sometimes I on some of these records I feel like I sound like mini Mouse on crack. I'm not yeah. real sure who was speeding what up, but yeah, um some of these some some records I hear are just and I, I'm not trashing anybody. It, it's not that. I am not, I'm looking at the music part of things. I know what I like. I know being a trained singer, who could sing and who can't. Um pick a different field. If you know, so I'm like, not everybody's records gonna go on the radio. Not right, and every that, and is that was um
0: that that's been uh the tradition for me. For me, I, I have to listen to the song, I have to know that the artist can sing it uh-huh. because. I, I don't want it to be that, you know, I also do small shows. If I book you and you come to my venue and the speakers are blown that's or, right. or the CD's not working or the DJ, unplugged can you, can you belt it out? And Absolutely. people will, will, the show's over, let's let's turn on the lights, the party's over. If that happens to many people. Right. And, and, and that's, that's happened crazy. to us.
1: That has happened to me quite a few times where, Uh, a speaker will go out or i do an acoustic set in some of my shows because i just like to do that Uh, a a couple shows prior to this i have a friend of mine chris um who my husband actually worked with Mm -hmm. he's a guitar player and he comes over and we'll do some facebook lives and we just do 80s ballads because and we'll do it live and i said i want to bring him up on stage because what i feel as a freestyle singer artist we don't I don't say collectively. I'm going to speak for myself. Sometimes I feel um, we do not get the. Well, how can I say? Not accolades, because that's not the right word. The credit for having talent, or the ability to write a record, or perform a record, yes. or play play an instrument. There's music musicality that comes with that. People have studied music. I have. I know Adam did. I know probably a lot of these other artists. That's that's important to me um i don't care if i do a show a year it, it it will be the one show and you said twinkle and and i appreciate that because that's what it feels when you're you're i'm getting the honor to get on people have paid good money to come see me sing i'm going to give you what you paid for tka oh, how could i open up for a group like that and not bring it i'm performing with an somebody said to me. You opened up for them? I went, yes, and I will do it again and every day on Sunday because they paved the way for me. And maybe someday I can do that. For, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 50. I don't know how much more time. I don't know who wants to hear Baby well, I Love that, You when that I'm But The mean tour is
0: coming with that new 418 Freestyle song, right, Gino? Gino. Yeah. Free, free of charge. Free yeah. of charge. <laughs> well, he owes you probably.
1: I oh. mean, I did give him two sons. I so mean, what want. the
0: heck? he probably charge you a full price now. Um, and make your and new he, husband pay for it. And
1: he'll be it. waiting for that. He'll be yeah. waiting for that money.
0: He'll make your just new for husband pay <laughs> Yeah. Look, um, I got to ask one more question. So we, we talked about Viper, and we talked about all the different uh, voices or or identities that Adam Moreno... Why do I uh, feel like
1: you're going to hit me hard? I just I here have, we have go. a feeling.
0: How many voices did you make? How many different names did you have?
1: Many. Yes. Too many to count.
0: So you went on the Deneen? And then you went under other names, and and you Many. did it various times during the compilations.
1: Okay, so I'm going to tell you another thing. Uh, some I knew, like I knew uh, Destiny was going to be mo- most. of Viper One is me, Adam, and just uh, well, Sammy C, who I, I adore. adore.
0: Yeah, another. Yeah, there
1: there is an unsung yes, who is a writer, a producer. I love Sammy, um, and and I'm and we're hoping
0: family. we're hoping to do an episode on him. Um, oh, I'm you gonna, have to. I'm going to, I've invited him to be on here. So let me see if you are uh, on, watching Sammy. this. I want you on here. Uh, Denise wants you on here. Miguel exactly. Reyes wants you on here. Uh, Miguel we're Reyes. Pleasure. Another,
1: another great guy.
0: Yeah. So oh, we're going to be doing this.
1: Historia. This is great. I'm so happy doing you're doing this. Yeah. And I know some people are going to say like, go back to Philly. What did you bring to the <laughs> table? You did a lot of remakes. People can say what they want. I, I lived it. Um, I know the work that I personally put in. I will never, um, yes, there's remakes. I see a lot of artists today making remakes. Um, works. They kind of did it after the fact we've yes. done it. So what you trashed is what you're doing now. Um, mm-hmm. I have a problem with people singing records that they had nothing, to, that your vocals aren't on it. That, that, that bothers me pr- probably more. I think a lot of people incorporate um, uh, remakes into their uh, set. To kind of engage the crowd a little bit and it's fun um as far as like maybe if somebody took my record is like just kind of singing over it just re-record it or like you know mm-hmm. do your thing i, I would not ne- that bothers me more than maybe a remake because somebody remade
0: are, oh, Baby are,
1: I and i was amazed by that I
0: there are that some so terrible happy. remakes um i started the top 25 remakes of all time it's the only episode that i've never finished um, I did part one and I never finished. I did, I did, um, 25 to, uh, number 14 or 13 and I never went back to that. And that was back in 2018. Were so any
1: of mine
0: on it? <laughs> Were any of mine on it? Uh, no, no, I didn't, de- I didn't count those in there. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I wouldn't be offended
1: if you did. I we, haven't it, fi- but- we
0: haven't finished the list and Gino hasn't sent me a check. Um, uh, but, um, cause you know that that's what people say now, you know what I mean? But really? Yeah, I still do after all. I mean, come on, I don't take a dime for what I do here. Um, you know, this is something that I, I have I love freestyle. It's the only music that I listen to. Um, I know what's a good record, what's a bad record, who produced it, who didn't produce it. I know the, the genre backwards. Um the 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 fact that the top-tier talent uh such as yourself and and George Le and uh Naege Jelly Set Melendez, they all seek me out. Or they come to a they come on the show voluntarily means that they know that I respect the genre I respect them, absolutely and I know the history where we could have a conversation like this for at least uh, sixty minutes you know and just talk I, down.
1: How could you not? I mean yourself and and the supporters that follow your show and other any other uh, supporter that does a radio show. You're keeping. Who would have thought thirty years? If you would have told me. 30 years ago when I had my little backpack
0: <laughs> tramping
1: in in, <laughs> in, in in that studio that, that that I would be sitting here. That is an honor. Okay, stuff happened along the way. It mm-hmm. happens in this business. Look, it happens to artists like TLC and 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 um Tony Braxton. I love when people say to me, like, how did you not know? You you really don't. Um you're trusting in people that you thought you could trust. Some of them. People that you would never think in a million years would ever hurt you, um, or have don't have your heart, and it happens, it happens to the smartest people, the smartest mm-hmm. artists. It happens. Um, I'm grateful that you there are people like you that still care.
0: We're lucky. What What is your favorite song from your catalog?
1: Oh, mine. Oh, I'm my worst cri- critic, I will tell you that. But I'd have to say, my, my the one I like to perform the most would be Love of a Lifetime. I enjoy that record. And I remember you as, I love when I see that feedback from the crowd, when they're singing that record, I'm like, wow, it hits you like like nothing. There's no drug better. There's no alcohol beverage that I could drink that would make me feel that feeling.
0: I would have Gino pay a million bucks to have you here performing in Massachusetts. Um, I will
1: absolutely do
0: it. Uh, you know, to, to, just to hear you, just to hear you uh, saying, baby, I love you. And I remember you, um, you know, you have so many songs that we can go for another hour to talk about. Um, you also, you know, you were the one that transcended uh, Metropolitan Records, because sometimes when they released your material, it was Metropolitan by itself. Then another times it would be Tasmania Metropolitan and then Viper Metropolitan. So you were everywhere. I bounced yeah in the end they had like a, a triple feature They had one song and then it had two other songs which um the guy well, adam and
1: i would get in an argument like a married like a brother and sister i yes. just want to put yes. him in a headlock and then uh lee you know i knew i loved working with uh anthony ponzio uh, another guy that wrote a lot of night good records back then um I, one record uh, i had a, a, a young man running my fan page who i absolutely love his name's sal Raccia so shout out to him um and thank you for your help because I, I don't have a clue of fan pages i, I had a fan page years ago I, I deleted it i didn't realize it had like fifteen thousand. start a new one i did and okay. he runs it and he he put change on me uh that record's written by the gentleman from uh dtu i believe it, anthony Ponzio wrote yeah. that record and i love that it's one of my favorite records uh, written um he showcased he, he knew what i wanted as far as like what so i liked working with different people i wanted to work with different people the thing with adam was he wanted us to just work with him mm-hmm. and um i didn't understand that i i i he worked with other artists i was not like you should i mean mm-hmm. that's the beautiful there's enough room i feel if you're talented you, you're secure with who you are um Then you start doubting yourself. Like I, I, why, um, you know, why doesn't he want me to work with other people? Why, you know, and he would make it difficult. I'll be honest. That was part of the problem. Then I thought I was being disloyal. Uh, so that's where you see those skips and jumps. Because because
0: back then it was different as well. Like back, back then they expected you to stay on that label. And if you did anything else, even anything other, than that'll be a betrayal. Um, and so betrayal, yeah, yeah. I could understand that, but I could also understand you, uh, the fact that they're using your voice, your talents, your writing and the compensation's not there only when well, I
1: wanted other, other f- sounds and you I other wanted
0: opportunities. Yes. And other yeah, people I
1: wanted to work with different people because I felt like, okay, this is, and I started to get kind of, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a musician. I, everything sounded the same. It was starting to get to the point where it, it wasn't fun. It was, I felt like we were just, it was a machine. And I didn't want to be a a cog in that machine anymore. I wanted to do, then I started to get, find what I wanted. Um, And I, when I would speak up, it was, no, uh, we're gonna do it this way. And I think for so long, I didn't speak up that when I finally did, people were like, hey, chick's got a big mouth. And um, you know, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just not, I'd rather go away. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, go away and keep my, integrity intact. I didn't want to do any more remakes. I didn't want to. Um, I got so like pigeonholed into this, like, and I just felt like I wanted to work with different people. Um, I I actually enjoyed working with, I think it was rock.
0: Yes. Uh, with, uh, Brad Warsaw, rock solid entertainment,
1: you know, and, and we did that record. It wasn't finished. I was like, I would have finished it for you. You didn't Mm -hmm. have to release it. unfinished. We, we could, that was never about for me, not compensation wise. Mm Um, everybody wants to make money. Nobody does this because, right. you know, uh, we all have bills. We all have kids. We have lives. I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I told you that. But in, initially I have to be honest with you. That's not why I do what I do. Show wise, anything. I want to get out there and connect with people, but you know, I had to take a stand and, and step back a little bit. And that's why I dropped out for a long, long time. And
0: well, it's time for you to just, come didn't want back. Anything. You gotta come back with that, with that, with that spark and that fire, because the voice is still there. That's the most important you. part. Um, so, before we let you go, um, is there anything that you would like to say? A thank you to people who have been in your life, um, your fans. Um, anything that you would like to say?
1: I, I, I can't thank the supporters enough. Um, people that have kept this music alive, for, including yourself, um, for so many years. I, I, I'm humbled by it. I appreciate it. I don't feel like I deserve it. But I, I I humbly accept it, and I hope that maybe I can do something in the future with with the integrity and, and make you proud, and um, hopefully you'll like it. You know, we'll see. And I my family, I mean, I have two, I have three amazing sons. I have Gino and Michael. I have my son, Salvatore. Um, I'm very blessed. Um, I have a wonderful relationship with my ex-husband. I don't always like him. I don't <laughs> always like but he will tell you this, Jose, I keep it real with him. Mm-hmm. And I always will. Um, I appreciate you doing this interview and everybody that's going to watch it. And to the other artists, you, you, the young ones coming up, just be humble. Um, take advice from your predecessors, from people like Judy Torres, who I watch her page. I love her motivational mm-hmm. stuff. That she, I watch her closely. Um, I did a show with her a couple of years ago. You know, these are artists that I, they have something to say and we should listen. Yes. Not just me as a seasoned person and these new people coming up. You guys are awesome. Just keep grinding. You always keep working. You're never done. You're never done.
0: Well, um, I just want to make sure that you understand that you are one of Freestyle's unsung heroes. And I appreciate um, the music that you brought us. Uh, everything wasn't perfect, but it was you know something's there, are, and some, it's not some things are never perfect, but I know what you meant to this music, and I know that okay. it was important for me to have you on. Um, uh, our good uh friend and uh, partner at CPR's Clubhouse crew, DJ Cliff Potts, is working on the on a uh Deneen unsung uh mix of all your, wow. your songs, so yeah. we're gonna be using that to put it on the podcast soon on the CPR's Clubhouse podcast. We can't put it on YouTube, of course, because we don't want to get we don't want to get it flagged. Um, but um uh well don't worry because I wouldn't make the money from it. Yeah, true. I'm that, kidding. Yeah, somebody else would. Uh but listen, a joke. I thank you so much, and, and I hope you. to talk to you soon. Hopefully, in the future, we'll have a Viper panel with some of your uh, cohorts, and we can come back and I would love it. A lot of this information, but uh I want to thank you for being an unsung hero in, in freestyle, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, my friend. Stay in touch.
2: I sure will. I remember The Vinyl Assassin DJ Cliff Potts in the mix